We are the future. A podcast by me, a 16-year-old agriculturist, hoping to inform you about the past, present, and future of the agricultural industry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Are The Future podcast. This is episode two. Thank you so much for listening and being here. Today, I am here with Mr. Tyler Carney and super excited to talk to him. So thank you for being here. Yeah, no, glad to be here, glad to do it. So just to start off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do in the ag industry here at the feedlot? Yep, Uh, Tyler Carney, I uh, grew up in La Hunter, Colorado. I uh, attended high school there and junior college at OJC and then transferred to West Texas A&M and got a degree in ag business. And I've been employed at Ordway Cattle Feeders for the past 13 years. I started out as the mill manager. Um, I come from a background with my family ran a feed mill, so that's where my background was, and then moved into assistant manager and manager, and then I'm currently the COO here at Ordway, the chief operating officer. So uh, that's just kind of kind of what I do, and just uh, there's about 60,000 head of cattle here at the feed yard, and my job is to, uh, you know, Keep, I, my main thing is the people. I enjoy the people and keeping keeping them employed and doing good for them and for us and for all involved. So that's kind of just the big 30,000 foot view of what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the feeder is definitely a huge thing. So must be a lot and crazy and great. Yes, yeah, there's a lot going on right now, you know, with uh, we've actually expanded the yard some, so our capacity will be 70,000 here, probably wow. going into summertime. So, yeah, lots going on, lots of moving parts, but it, it keeps us keeps us hopping and, and uh, keeps us going, so we enjoy it. That's awesome. Um, what does an average day in the feed yard look like? So, I don't know, you know, get to work, you know, 6.30 a.m. and... Uh, make sure everything's running you know feeding's a very important thing you know water's probably number one so we got to make sure we've got water and feed and the mill's running properly we steam flake corn here so that's an important thing and so that involves uh, boilers uh, water boilers so there's lots of lots of moving parts there and then just making sure everybody's getting to work and getting has questions on what the outlook for the day is and just getting things moving we start accepting uh, commodity trucks at 7 a.m across the scale and and everybody's ready to roll we start shipping most days at 7 a.m and uh, there could be anywhere from as little as 25 trucks to 100 trucks that, that come in here daily so it's a it's a hop in place and lots of moving parts and just my job is to just give the people the tools they need to, to do the job for the day wow that's like you said a lot of moving parts especially to yep. something this big 70,000 cattle yep. that's insane and you talk about the people behind it like yep. obviously in the feed yard there has to be people working it and running it yep. so would you say that's your favorite part about your job you know the that is actually the most important part is it takes the people to do that you know you got to have the people and yeah that's my you know i'm a people person and i enjoy the people and that's kind of something my passion is people and i care about them they're just like family to me the people that work here so uh, that's, you know, I, I get to know the people, I get to know what's going on in their lives and if there's things we can do to make, make their job, you know, more favorable or, you know, family's number one here with us and, you know, 
so that's what we try to do. If guys are needing, struggling or needing something, we try to be there for them. And uh, they pour their heart and soul into here because it just it's a 365-day-a-year job. It, cattle need to be fed every day. So mm -hmm. they put people spend a lot of time here. A lot of people spend more time here than they do with their family. So <laughs> we just have to, you know, we honor that and try to try to be lenient on certain things. And just because if we don't have the people, the job doesn't get done. Yeah, wow. That's crazy to think about too. Like yep. this is compared to like other jobs, this is yep. three hundred and sixty five days a year. Yeah, yep. like, we're feeding on Christmas and New Year's. There isn't any holidays. The cattle yeah. the cattle eat every day and, <laughs> and I guess that's something that you know, that we need to be proud of, you know, that and that's what needs to be people need to be aware that aren't in the ag industry is the the care we take for these animals you know it's absolutely it's, you know they're taking care of a lot better than some people's kids you know what i mean <laughs> where they're they have uh, meals in front of them hot warm meals they you know they're taking care of doctor treated for sickness and just we want to make sure they're comfortable so yeah just uh it's that's the job that's at hand and we try to do the best we can yeah that's great i know just from I've been here on two separate field trips yep. and like every single part you go through there's not only is there just so many aspects to it but yep. you tr really see how well these cattle are being treated and how smoothly this entire thing operates and it's insane when there's this many yep. cattle and this many people and this many parts to yep. try and figure out yep. the whole thing yep. with. I, I think there's just one goal and it's in for everybody and that's there is to take care of the cattle the best that we can you know mm -hmm. our crew is BQA beef quality shirt certified you know so we do a training every two and a half years on, on the whole crew takes a test and we we you know we haven't come and have we want ourselves audited so they come and they look at they watch our cattle handling they watch you know they go look at our water tanks to see if they're clean they look at our feed how we're doing things and we want that so that we can get better and you know take care of the cattle the best and make them the most comfortable and that's everybody's goal here yeah absolutely and I think the sad part about it is a lot of people like you said don't understand yeah. how well taken care of the cattle is here yeah. and stuff like that because some people that aren't directly involved in the ag industry and yeah. don't aren't around cattle a lot probably yeah. see like this negative picture when they think of a feed yard but yeah. in reality like there's so much to it and so yeah. much technology and things happening yeah. um and with people like not truly understanding the things you do. Mm -hmm. How do you combat misconceptions that are brought up about like the feed yard and just cattle livestock handling in general? Yeah, I, I think we have to do a good job all the time. You know what I mean? And and we, we need to be transparent with what's going on and invite people in and show them there's nothing to hide. There's not, no secret things that we do that are under behind the scenes that nobody sees. I mean, we're, we're an open door here. If we're open to tours, well, you know, we, 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 you know, and if we're always doing what we're supposed to, there's nothing to hide. So that's my biggest deal is just to have open door policy, let people see what we're doing. When they get in here, I've had several people come in that, for, that aren't in the industry at all, and they're just amazed once they get in here, they come in with a perception. And then once they leave here, it told, I've had several people say, man, I didn't realize that, that yeah. this went on. And I, and so I think that's good for people. We just need to get that message out to people and it's hard to do, but I mean, get, you know, get them out here and get them on the ground and show them what's, show them what we're doing, that there's nothing to hide about what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. Going back to, like I said, how my ag classes and stuff like yep. that have been here 
for field trips, it really is crazy because when we've come here, we see like every single part and I'm sure there's many more parts yep. to it, but yep. like mostly every part of what happens and yep. like you've said before, like I'm not going to not show you anything because yep. it's all yep. Yep. well yeah. done. And yep. Yeah, that's the thing. There's Everything we do is, is you know, we try to, we have procedures and protocols mm -hmm. that are within the industry guidelines and we follow those, you know, with euthanasia, how cattle handling, you know, uh, where we give shots at, you know, how we use cattle prods, how, you know, from, mm -hmm. from you know, post-mortems, taking, you know, p uh, taking care of those cattle once they've they've passed on and just doing things right. That's just, that's that's a goal of ours. And you know, we're not perfect 100% of the time, but we strive for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, So what's a struggle that you've faced personally working in the ag industry? Cause like I said, a lot of people don't, yep. and like you said, a lot of people yep. don't realize a lot of things and that can be a struggle or yep. like, is there anything else? Then? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think you bring up that, or that's a good question now. I and mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, it might've been different two years ago or last year, but the, the, the thing that's fresh on my mind right now is just, it has seen with this political, what we're in right yeah. now, you know, in, especially in Colorado, we've had some, some kickback from the governor on, you know, on, you know, lots of things in the beef industry, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, and then we're getting legislation introduced and propositions, a thing that affect our daily lives, you know, and that's, that is something that's near and dear to my heart. And that's what's fresh on my mind is I'm just, I'm just concerned with the direction we're heading and you know I I think we need a lot of awareness but the one thing that I would say that I feel is most important to me is we have lots of cattle organizations and groups you know as far as NCBA, RCAF, Colorado Cattlemen's, Colorado Livestock, mm -hmm. Colorado Farm Bureau and everybody but the, the thing about it is is if we have a chance if we even have a chance to work against this stuff and combat it and and not and to stop it from getting passed we've all got to come together mm -hmm. and we can't be fighting over issues within the industries among ourselves one we're divided we're conquered we have got mm -hmm. to come together as a group as a whole you know these issues that we were fighting about beef check off this kind of stuff this doesn't matter if we don't have the industry. yeah we've got to focus on the you know and come together we're more we're you know powers and numbers and we're in the industry we we have to be a united front and i don't know how that's i feel so strongly about that and we've got to get that message across absolutely there has been so many different things being yeah. thrown at colorado yeah. yeah cattle producers right now from yeah. the gray wolf passing yeah. and yeah. just recently um I might be wrong on this, but I believe it's Proposition 16 with yeah, the handling yeah. of livestock. Yeah, that the pause, you know, that's kind of what yeah. they're, yeah, I think it's, uh, they need, you know, 125,000 signatures to get it on mm -hmm. the ballot. And yeah, that's very disheartening. Some of these, these things, you know, that talk about cattle's lifespan of 20 Absolutely, years and, yeah. and, and that they can't be, they've got, they could have to live out the quarter of their life, you know, and you know, that just, that it's not realistic stuff. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that it's just so far off base, but this is mm -hmm. the world we live in. And that's why I just think it's so important that we've, that this as an industry, we have to be united and we have to be all on the same page and, or we won't be around to, 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 to argue. Absolutely. You know. And the really like disheartening thing with all of these all of this legislation and rules yep. and regulations that are trying yep. to be passed is like even coming from a small scale yep. cattle operation like I am compared yep. to not 70,000 yep. head of cattle yep. but a lot of that it's 
it's not realistic to feed yeah. out a cow for five years. Yes, it's not realistic yes. to do any of that. Yes. And that's the disappointing thing is yeah. the people making these probably yeah. definitely don't yeah. realize of anything yeah. what it does. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the decisions are based on emotion and yeah. you know agendas personal agendas and groups agendas that aren't mm -hmm. it's not science-based any of this stuff and you know even just you know bill gates going after you know the methane gas release from yeah. cattle i mean it's on a such a small scale of what it affects when you know when compared to transportation or something exactly. like that and i just i just feel like we're getting hit from all angles and but i think you know we're if we're divided we're already done but we've got that's i can't stress enough is all of in the cattle industry have to come together united for for the cause yes sir yeah. that's yeah definitely it's just everything is so crazy with that right yes, now going oh, it on is. It is. with that continuing with political things mm -hmm. um by the time this episode goes up march 20th will have yep. been done and over already yep. but how do you think that governor polis saying like okay meet out march 20th has yep. affected ranchers all over colorado no i think it i uh, i really that like how we banded together and you know mm -hmm. the meet in day and i i, I want to give a lot of credit to the you know cattlemen's associations for you know leading that colorado cattlemen's colorado livestock association for they you know getting things going and getting the ball rolling and i i, I just i to put another pitch in for them i i just think you, they're the ones that are out there working for us, and if you're, you need to become a member of those groups because that's who represents us, and that's who's at the capital. That's who's doing the work, and we, yeah. you know, all of us on doing the work on the ground can't be in Denver doing that. Mm -hmm. They represent us there, and if if there's ever a time it needs, we need to be a part of those groups. It's now. I mean, it's 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 a dire time right now that we need to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and I, I think there's. I'm I'm happy to see in all the small communities around here that you know and on social media you're seeing a lot of even people from the the city saying where do I go to get some beef and, <laughs> you know and I, I think it's good and I, I I hate that the awareness has to come this way mm -hmm. but I mean uh, I saw Nebraska's governor was you know on, they're supporting beef and it's just mm -hmm. you know it's it's good we just all need to band together you know and these these shots that we keep taking you know it's just we've got to stick together yeah absolutely and like you said with banding together like yeah. i think it's so cool just in ordway as yeah. this small scale thing happening on like on march 20th i've seen yeah. over 10 events that are being held right yes. now with like okay yeah. let's all come together and eat beef yes just no, to no it's and great. it's so great yeah. yeah you know and it's you know that it's if you see dances going along with it and and mm -hmm. celebrations and things like that and i'm just yeah i'm, I'm thankful that the people are we're coming out in, in support and I hope we have a big turnout on the 20th and and then you know we just don't stop it there we need to keep it going and and you know make you know people realize how important this industry is to the state and what we're mm -hmm. doing and that we're not going away and we're not going to go away without a fight. Yeah and the thing is that I don't think a lot of people realize at all among many other things is that like we can't go away like you said like cattle production is such a vital part in not only the food that we eat the food on our table the products that we use every single day but also like the economy especially in ordway like this is a big thing in ordway it's what we have it's what we do here yeah 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 and, and I, I mean it, yeah it plays a big role and you know it's just like i mean we've the, we just have to get the message out and it's but we you know and we've 
just like I said, I can't say it enough, is in the industry, we can't fight over these little issues. We've got to come together and have a united front, again, you know, and, and just be all on the same page. And that's, you know, can't stress that enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think another big part with, that I've seen in my experience in my life recently with all of these political things happening is a lot of like my generation of like my FFA chapter and Mm -hmm. even our school's FBLA chapter getting into help on these meet in days and stuff like this. Like, I think it's good because even kids that are in our FFA chapter, for example, that don't have cattle in their backyard, like some of us do, they're starting to realize like, oh, this is a serious thing that like the cattle industry is a serious thing we need that needs to continue happening and thriving. And that's really important. I think that the future Well, I think it's really neat that you're doing this podcast, you know what I mean? And, Thank and you. trying to get trying to get the word out for agriculture because in these small, it's really important in these rural areas, but you know where it's really important mm-hmm. is the people you meet playing sports or you're at camps or whatever. We've got to get the word out into the urban areas. Absolutely. Because that's, we're so distanced, they're so distanced from us. They used to be related to somebody on the farm. They used to, then they knew somebody on a farm and now there's no connection there. And that's, yeah. that's where we've got to get to. And I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard road, but stuff like this, this podcast and people, once they get out on the farm and they see it and they're around it and they, they like it, you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, I mean, yeah. But, but we've, we've got to, we've got to get them there and show them and, you know, and, and stuff like this is one way to start them. Yeah, and that's the whole goal here. Um, Through FFA, I do extemporaneous speaking, and just doing that, you learn so many random little ag facts happening. And one that I read that has stuck with me is less than 2% of the American population is like directly involved in ag right now. But that's crazy to think about too, when ag is what we can credit to our entire, producing food for our entire world and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that was kind of my whole goal of starting this is like, yeah. okay, people need to know about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's crazy when you when you you know we're we're a society that just wants stuff at our fingertips, you know, and there mm-hmm. it's amazing that you can ask people, well, where does meat and, and people think you're joking when you say this? Where does where does meat come from, or where does milk and then oh, the grocery mm-hmm. store? You yeah, know what I mean? That's exactly. Just where it's at, you know what I mean? But people don't realize. You know, and I've seen some posts on social media and stuff that have been, you know, with these past, we, the last couple of weeks, we've had some big snowstorms in northern Colorado mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, that's the thing about it. It rain, shine or snow, people are out there caring for the animals. And they, I mean, this is, we all have a passion for it or we yeah. wouldn't do it, but this is manual hard work labor. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's caring for these animals. You know what I mean? Then water freezing up i mean it's it's there's lots of struggles and strife that goes into it we wouldn't we wouldn't do anything else but i think people need to realize that it's our livelihood and and what we do absolutely to for the care of this stuff you know yeah definitely like you said like agriculture it doesn't stop especially with cattle and stuff like that and like you said with the snow we had a while back my dad while we were all going to school he would like get off from working nights and then go to my grandpa's ranch for 12 hours a day just trying to warm up all these calves and trying to keep them alive because that's yep that's your livelihood that's your career that's exactly you know and it's we're we're very passionate about what we do or we wouldn't do it because you don't Mm -hmm. do it for the money you know what i mean it's that's the thing about it is where nobody's getting rich doing this it's just Mm -hmm. we love what we do and, and it gives you a good feeling at the end of the day that you know that you're helping feed the world and that's 
that's the that's why we do what we do and i i think you know uh, meat plays a you know a integral part in our bodies and our health and protein levels and you know and uh, there's nothing better than a steak that's you know we've got you know the juicy tenderness mm-hmm. the flavor of that i mean that's medium rare steak i mean it's <laughs> it's it's hard to beat and, and and when you know the work that's went behind it it makes it that much sweeter so i i'm right there with you yes sir absolutely um m- moving on from just current yeah. things yeah. in agriculture yeah. and stuff like that obviously the future generations of agriculture are important in continuing this yeah. the average age of the American farmer right now is 52 years old Mm -hmm. and though we do see living here a lot of younger people being interested in continuing in that ag industry that's not the case everywhere else yeah and I mean I think we have some issues that are facing us you know in as far as young farmers getting and ranchers getting into the business I mean land values are so high that it's hard for uh, you know for somebody to get in into the business and you know that's where i think these programs you know as far as you know some farm service agencies beginning there's different programs involved but we've all you know it, it's it's hard to if you want to get into it you'll find a way but it just we need the older farm the the people that are already have set a base in it that need to help out the people that are wanting to get mm-hmm. started in it because we need more of it and and it, it's just hard because the operations just ha- seem to get bigger and absorb other operators, you yeah. know what I mean? And so that's, but it, it is a challenge, but I think with, you know, I, I appreciate the FFA programs and 4-H and it keeps kids involved. And I think just people already established in the ag industry need to do a little more to, to lend a hand out to, to give these give these people a start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of it does fall on current agriculturists yeah. and Hopefully in the future that can help younger people get more interested. Um, With that, what do you think the future of agriculture and the people coming with it bring to the industry? Yeah, you know, I I think the the technology that that your generation and the youngers that they're capable of using and doing is just, I think the it's endless, the things that we can do with this technology. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's why in America we produce, you know, the most pounds of beef with the least amount of you know resources going into it is because we have the technologies that and you know we're we do we're the best at producing with a little amount of resources the most amount and that's that's something to be proud of and i think that's something that that we can continue to grow on and just continue to to strive for yeah absolutely the technology used now is insane just from like even at the feedlot, all yeah. the specified yeah. feeding schedules and yeah. amounts that you have for the cattle, yeah. the implants and yeah. just everything like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's just, I think we, we have to use all those technologies if we plan to feed the growing population mm-hmm. of the world, you know? And I, I think what's what's scary on a lot of it to me is, you know, usually the there's a, you know, saying the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I think, you know, we, we're starting to fill the majority of the people are, attacking us but i think it's a small mm-hmm. percentage that's just pretty loud and that, so i think it, that's that's something we have to keep in perspective too but i mean i think that's that's something that that's all you know always on the top of my mind yeah absolutely yeah all right well last question i'm going to ask you today okay. what is one piece of advice you can give to future agriculturists to start improving the industry and to continue to improve it yeah i mean i guess the for me 
what has helped me in the ag industry is just my is hard work and determination mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's uh you know that's something that is hard you know you you're far, we were taught by our families but that's something that gets you a long ways in a lot of areas and i think you know we can't get away from that is is just the you know if, if if something doesn't work the first time you just keep you just keep going at it and you you show up every day and you get up every day and you just you you tackle whatever task you can and you keep yes, moving sir. on and i think it's going to take we're going to have to be you know innovative and and have open minds and it's not going to be like when grandpa did it or or <laughs> even dad did it it's going to be things with an open mind and and still willing to take on those those obstacles and and get the job done and and still still produce and enjoy in the, the job that we have at hand yeah absolutely there is last a couple weeks back i spoke with miss turner and she said about the same thing yeah. just innovation and keeping yeah. that work ethic because yeah. as much as technology does come around and help with so many things thankfully in a safe way and everything there's still people needed for this industry and there's still just that grit and hard work that you need to do the things you need to do yeah it comes in comes in handy in any i don't care what it is if it's sports or if it's or or you know if it's working in town or if it's you know whatever it is or a marriage or a family takes hard work and, and determination and and you can't give up and if you do it you know it's, it's that's not the that's an easy way out but it's mm-hmm. not the best way out so i think that's something that we have going for us in ag and that they can, no one can take away from us is the work ethic that's been placed in all of us and and i think it it'll it'll help us to you know continue to help us rise to the top in any task that's thrown in front of us yes sir absolutely yeah. all of it is yeah just so important yes. to yes running this industry yeah Yeah. well thank you so much for speaking with me today yeah no i enjoyed it yeah i'm glad you're doing this thank you uh, yeah thank you thank you so much for listening to episode two of the we are the future podcast to learn more about upcoming episodes and other exciting things follow we are the future podcast on social media thanks again